But if you're constantly telling your story of why you can't do something because of your parents, because your mom or dad left you, because you were in a divorce, because the relationship fell through, because you didn't get the nurturing, the love, the attention, you don't have the finances, you don't have the means, you're a single parent. If you keep saying those things, you're reinforcing that belief system and you are identifying with someone that's never going to have what you truly want. Welcome to Unmasking Greatness. This podcast is about unmasking your greatest potential and living a purpose-driven life. If you got value from this episode, you already know. Like, share, and subscribe. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Unmasking Greatness. Chris Kikoris, Dr. Preston Gregory, and today we want to talk about what's holding you back. What's holding you back from your goals, your dreams, your ambitions? What is it? Because everyone has some sort of outcome that they want, and some go after it, some don't, and some piddle paddle on their way there. So what is it that's slowing you down or maybe not even getting you any closer to that goal? And me and Preston were sitting here kind of talking before the podcast, and we were talking about a lot of it is, of course, limiting beliefs, which we talked about. But even on more of a personal level, it's your story. A lot of people come from like, you know, a background, a family of chaos and destructiveness. And we don't necessarily know how to get past it. And, you know, when you are a child, when you're like a little little baby, the only things that you grow up and learn and know are from your parents. You know, the way that the lifestyle is, the way that you view family relationships, money, that's ingrained in you. And it's almost like we have to rewire our brain at some point. But the only way to do that is to start searching for answers, you know, searching because there's something inside of you, I'm sure. If you're in like a, a dark place, you're not happy with your life, there's something inside that's telling you this isn't right. Mm-hmm. This isn't flowing the way that it should. It's just like almost like you meeting somebody for the first time and you can tell they're just putting on a front, putting on a mask, you know, and you can just get that feeling like this person's full of shit, mm-hmm. right? Same thing with yourself. You have that, those intuitions that's kind of like, this is, this is not right. Yep. So how do you, how do you get out of that is what you need to ask yourself. And you have to sit with yourself sometimes to kind of say, okay, this isn't the values that I believe in even though maybe my family has created this. So let's start finding people that view things more along, more aligned with what we want. And that's how you're going to slowly reprogram your mind. Because if you don't, you will continue to go in that cycle. Mm -hmm. And then when you have kids, there you go. You're in that generational curse. So, you know, my background, Preston's background wasn't always crystal clear. Nope. And, You know, I wish I could say I would have learned and rewired myself earlier on, but it's never too late. I think that's one of the biggest things I've been preaching to a lot of people because everybody's like, life is short. I feel like I had a late start. Yeah, I I talked to a guy yesterday. He said, I got a late start. He's 24. Like, bro, late start. Like, this is the time you should be making mistakes, (laughs) you know, learning from them. Yep. So... Sometimes those stories is what is holding you back. And I've realized even for myself, that's what's held me back is my past because I didn't want to share it. And we've talked about this in other episodes that I did not want to, I didn't want to share my story because I didn't want to relive it. 
I didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to feel those feelings again, these emotions. I just wanted to blind eye it and just stuff it in a closet somewhere. But it's still there. That's the thing. Like if you don't address it, it's still there. It's almost having like a jigsaw puzzle. Like it's a mess. It's not put together, right? It's still in the box. It's still a mess. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's your mind, right? It's, it's just a mess. The only way to basically unravel it, take it out, you spread those pieces on a piece of, or I mean, on a table, put the pieces together. And now you have a beautiful picture because it's clear of what you want in your life. So unless you address it, unless you pull that jigsaw puzzle out, it's, it's going to stay in a mess. You have to take the pen back. And going back, I think the number one thing that holds people back is their story. Because when you're constantly talking about your story, you are reinforcing that belief system that you can't do something, that there's a limitation and a cap on your life. And essentially, you're living a life and you're giving your power to your past. And the past and the people around you are writing your story. They have the pen. They're the author. You have to take the pen back and realize that you are the author of your story. You are... You are the one that orchestrates the symphony of your life. People don't think that way. You keep saying those things. You're reinforcing that belief system, and you are identifying with someone that's never going to have what you truly want. So you have to take the pen back. Because if you live on that chapter, you're living someone else's life that they told you should have. But the big thing is, is that belief system and what's holding you back is just words. It's an illusion. It's dis- disillusional thoughts. It's fake. There's really nothing holding you back besides your thoughts alone, which you believe may or may not happen. And outside of what is holding you back in the story, because we all have a story, but you've got to learn to leverage your story to do something with it. Because if every person on this planet that went through hard shit and has a hard story, that story defined them, we wouldn't have nothing. The innovations, the businesses, the advancements, the impact The books, the podcast, those wouldn't exist because those stories would define someone and paralyze them. And if your story is constantly paralyzing you, that's always going to hold you back. Use it as an asset. Your life and your story should not be a liability. Leverage it. And outside of what's holding you back, if something is constantly weighing you down, holding you back, it's probably because there's something that you're constantly holding on to. What do you need to let go of? Mm-hmm. That's a really that's something that's really deep is maybe the very thing that's holding you back isn't you but maybe it's the very thing that you're constantly holding on to that you refuse to let go. Is it a relationship? Is it your job? I don't know what it is for you, but I promise you, I think many people get stuck in life and they feel as if they're sinking because they're holding on to something that they know they should let go of. But whether there's a child in the mix, They get attached to a child in a relationship that isn't there, so they stick with this person because they feel bad. Mm. They're holding on to something, trying to make it work, but then they know in their heart, this ain't meant for me. promise you one thing. The world and people will always lie to you. Some people are ride or die. In your corner, you may have some real OGs that go to bat for you, but most of the world, they're full of shit. But you know what's not full of shit? And you know what never will lie to you? Your gut and your intuition. Yeah. It'll never steer you in the wrong direction. And if there's if I'm telling you these words right now and you're getting this sensation that your heart's beating a little bit faster and you're like, oh my goodness, you're talking to me, 
maybe it's because you're holding on to something that you need to let go of. Mm, I like that. You know, when you think about all the people that, the people that you're just like, I hate you. <laughs> you know what I mean? The people that you're kind of like, I wish you'd just leave me alone. Quit telling me what to do. They have power over you. And when you start thinking of it in that capacity, it's kind of like, I don't want you to have power over me. You know, whether it's uh, maybe it's your parents, maybe it's your boss, a teacher, you know, they're the ones in control of you. It's time to take ownership, right? Because it's your life. You know, whether whatever they say, it doesn't even really make a difference if it doesn't like align with what you want. You know, as a child, again, going back to that, it's kind of like, yeah, your parents are teaching you. But at some point you mature, you start seeing the world how it really is. So maybe their pathway isn't the one that's meant for you. So that's, I don't know, that's my, my perspective is, you know, where you start to put the blame, where you start to tell people like, you know, this, you guys are the reason that I'm like this. No, you just handed over all your ownership and power to those people. Mm -hmm. Take it back you know, take control of your life, you know, talking about relationships. I mean, I see this all the time with the kids, you know, when parents have kids, the parents, you know, they obviously drift different ways, but they stay together before, for the kid. And I see that as a huge disservice. I've, I've even seen it with a couple, it's a couple at the gym, you know, and this is years ago. Uh, they, they stayed together until the kids graduated high school. That was kind of like, they knew it was coming. They were like, we're just going to, we're going to stick it out until they leave. The kids had no idea. So the minute that they went off to college, then the announcement was like, we're getting divorced. Like, what do you think that does to that kid's mind at that point? They can't focus on college anymore because you lied to your kid through this whole thing saying, everything's great. We love each other. We have a great family. And one day you wake up and it's like divorce. You guys are lying. Lying to yourself, lying to your family. You know, I think maybe you were trying to convince yourself something was, and I think that's a lot of times people do that, right? The fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. You hear that term all the time. People just kind of say this, you know, I'm a millionaire. I'm, I'm the best at, you know, whatever service I do, you know, and at the end of the day, it's, let's look at the facts. Let's look at reality. If you're not doing anything, you're a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. You can't help somebody if you can't even help yourself. I think that you need to work on internally, you know, find some outsources to help you, you know, get to a certain status. I can't stand like, I don't know, just the people that, and I try to be nice when I say this, like when I watch some people's feet, I'm going to say this and Preston can, can testify this. What you see on my profile, when you see me out, I'm the same. I'm the same person. When I preach about health and fitness, I am that. I live that. But there's people that I know personally that don't align with what they're preaching. And I'm like, so what does that end up being? Like, are you with your clients just kind of like having therapy with each other? You know, just kind of talking. And that kind of goes into talking about like whose story's worse. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that competitive, like, no, like, well, you think your life's bad. Well, listen to mine, you know, and then where, where are you guys getting with that? That's a pretty depressing conversation, in my opinion. So, you know, mm -hmm. that uh, I know I'm going on a tangent on that one, but that's where my mind was going. And what you were saying, too, it got me thinking, and it was a visual. 
And I've seen this on TikTok and social media. I've seen viral videos to where, let's just say, a mom or an old lady will put together this massive puzzle and someone will be recording it. And it's like the whole length of a kitchen table. And it's like, ta-da, finally, the last puzzle piece, it's done. And someone walks in and just like, (laughs) just like swipes it off and just destroys it. And it's like, are you shitting me? It's so funny. Doors like, I put in all this hard work. You don't understand. Mm-hmm. A thousand, a five thousand, a ten thousand piece puzzle, <laughs> disaster. It's chaos. What do you do? Does that define the rest of that person's life? No, you don't understand. I put together a ten thousand piece puzzle back in two thousand and nine, but my grandson swiped it off the table and it's just destroyed me. Now you say, "Damn, that sucked," and you pick up the pieces and what do you do? You start over. That's mm-hmm. life. I think so often your life may got swept off the table. Things were swept underneath you. Things fell through. Things didn't work out properly. And that moment defined you. You have permission. I'm giving you permission right now to start over. Relationships. If one didn't work, there's 7 billion people. Start over. The job, the career path that you maybe desperately wanted or maybe your parents wanted for you. Maybe you have to let their dream die so you can live. Mm. It's okay. I'm giving you permission to do that. I think there's this narrative that, oh my goodness, if you don't go to college, if you don't graduate college at 21, if you're not married with three kids and don't have your life figured out at 22, you're fucked. You're behind the bell curve. No, you're not. (laughs) You're not. The only thing that's ever going to hold you back in life is you and the limitations you put. If you need to fly across the country, if you need to move to a different country, if you need to move across the United States, it does not matter. You can You can. And if your existence right now and your life right now isn't what you wanted and it isn't what you thought you would have designed in 2023, start over. Hit the reset button. Because this existence, if you've tried the tango, if you keep doing the same thing and you're not happy, try something different. Why not? Yeah. But there's this narrative. And it's sad that there's this narrative that I'm stuck. I'm just... I just can't do it. I just can't. Well, if you keep telling yourself that, you never will. Do it. Start over. This podcast has given you permission to start over. Yeah. And just to, like, I wanted to add on to the whole, like, puzzle, like someone coming in and swiping it. You finish that last piece. You've seen the picture already. So when you do start over, it'll be a lot more efficient and faster. Mm -hmm. You get better. So whether it's like a broken relationship or, you know, a business that failed, whatever it is, you starting over things will be a lot quicker and more efficient, right? Because you've kind of like trial and error. Maybe you made some mistakes along the way, but specifically with relationships, like I think, I mean, most people, I'm probably listening to this podcast has been in more than one relationship, I would assume. But the point is that past relationship, you realize the characteristics and the traits that you didn't like. So whenever you separated there, when you start looking for someone else or you meet somebody else, you know that you won't tolerate those characteristics again because you know that that will end into a separation. So you actually start to learn about yourself. So when you start to have clarity on what you value and what you want out of a relationship, it gets better, right? It's hard. I think it would be difficult. And I haven't seen too many people that are in a relationship in high school, get married, have a kid and don't separate because a lot of them have feelings they missed out on life, missed out going drinking with their friends and all this kind of stuff. It starts to pull them apart. I think you have to be at peace with yourself first 
before you can really dig in and get into a serious relationship like that. You will live below your means or you will never reach your potential or hold yourself back until you experience these two things, disappointment and disgust. Most people look themselves in the mirror and either they're really fulfilled, they love what they see, and they know that they're living in alignment with who they're meant to be. That's a great feeling, and I hope you feel that. That's what I'm striving to feel. Most days I do. Most people look in the mirror and they're just numb. They're trying to disassociate with what they see in the mirror. They know it's a lie. They know the person that they're looking at in the mirror is them, but it's also foreign. Like, I don't really know who you are, but it's okay. Let's just keep doing this thing. But this, if you, until you feel disappointment and disgust, you are always going to hold yourself back. Those are two necessary emotions that you need to feel to create enough pain and leverage to change. Until you can sit with yourself and be like, damn, I'm disappointed in myself. What am I doing? Who am I? I don't even know who I am. I don't even want to be around me. It makes sense every, everyone around me is walking away from me because who am I? Then there needs to be a sense of disgust. I'm disgusted with myself. If you don't experience that, then you're typically just going to float and drift. And if you are starting to feel those emotions of like, yeah, I'm not happy with me. I'm tired of pointing the fingers at everyone around me, but I'm starting to realize it's my damn fault. It's me. That's a necessary emotion. And until you feel that, guess what? There's not going to be enough pain and leverage to force you to change. You're always going to hold yourself back. I had to feel that. I got tired of me. I got tired of feeling the same emotion over and over and over and over and feeling frustrated and feeling depressed and feeling anxious because I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I'm tired of who I am. I'm tired of who I'm becoming by hanging around low level shitty people because that's not me. There was conflict. Mm. There was an internal battle over and over and over. And I could have continued to do that and get those little sparks, those little fireworks of positive emotions. But the second I left, I was plummeting. I was sinking even deeper each time. But eventually, you know what I said? I don't like myself. I don't like my life. And I don't like where I'm going. And that was the breaking point. That was enough motivation, if you call it, to cut everyone off. To say no more. Don't talk to me. I'm not going out. And all those text messages in the beginning. You coming out this weekend. What are you doing? What's the move this weekend? I got those. But the more I said no, the less came back. One week. 20 text messages. What's up? What's the move? The next week, 15. Mm-hmm. Three months in, crickets. No one rang my phone. Yeah. I was sitting on an island by myself. But by sitting on an island by myself, instead of being in the middle of the dance floor with all the people, I started to experience fulfillment. I started to erase the disgust and disappointment. And I started to love myself. And that's necessary. You are always going to hold yourself back if you continue to reinforce your limiting belief and that story of why you can't do something. And you're always going to hold yourself back until you let the freak go. Let it go. Stop. Let go of the person. Let that relationship go. Send it off into the sunset. Start over. Change jobs. If you're not happy and you're miserable, let it go. What do you want? Listen to your gut. That's... That's powerful. You guys need to listen to that again. The minute that you start worrying about yourself and not other people, that separation from, if you want to call them friends, I can promise you, like you said, as the weeks go by, those friends, they already forgot about you. Mm -hmm. They have no concern of what you're doing. But when you did that, Preston, your life became much more fulfilled. You started filling your cup up, finding your purpose, Finding your, I bet those those friends, they're probably still at the bar to this day. They never left. Mm-hmm. 
So really, does it really matter what they think? It's only a matter of what you think. And those are the people that sit at the bar saying, man, Preston got lucky. <laughs> you are man, one lucky dude. He got lucky, man. I got screwed. I got the short end of the stick of life, if mm. only. If only, man. But God, Preston and Chris, man, those guys just got, they're just lucky. Yeah. Well, listen, here's the thing. The harder you work, the luckier you get. Mm-hmm. So if you want some luck, Start putting in the work. There you go. <laughs> That's, we're going to leave you with that. There again, if you want a four-leaf clover up your ass <laughs> and you want to be the luckiest person around, start freaking moving. moving. Drag your ass in the grass. <laughs> See y'all.